What man can ever meet the standard of perfection for heaven? We say it's by faith alone and Christ alone, but then we tack on works at the end. That's not a saving message. That's a message of bondage. Welcome back to Bible Line. I'm your host, Pastor Jesse Martinez, and today we're going to answer a email that was sent to me earlier uh, in the week. And when I read it, I think that it identifies with a lot of people. I think a lot of people can have this very similar situation. And it's a sad thing. It's an unfortunate thing, but I think we can all learn from it. And I just want to look at a passage of scripture that should encourage you about the moment of justification, regardless what another man may say about your eternal life. So let's get into the question that was sent. I believe I have been saved, although I can't remember the day. And by the way, we have a podcast that talks about that. We'll link it in the description. Do you have to remember the day that you were saved? I encourage you to go listen to that. However, I have always attended churches that preach you have to be really sorry for sin and turn from all your sin to, quote, really, end quote, be saved. I'm so confused now because I recently got a divorce and my children don't want to have anything to do with me. And I gave in to the temptation to get into another relationship that I thought would last, but it didn't. Now all I feel is pain, disappointment, depression, and anxiety. I can't take much more of this and would like to talk to someone about it. I found this ministry when Dr. Arnold was the head pastor and what he said really made sense. I do struggle with the way I have been living because it, because it has not been good with sex, drugs, alcohol to try and dull the pain. Most pastors tell me that's a sign that I am not really saved. Please, I hope you can help me. Well, I'm glad you wrote in. I do think that I can help you. If you're watching or if you're driving, listen closely here, but make sure you take reference to these passages that we're going to look at. Romans chapter 3 and verse 21, we're going to go all the way through to verse 28, but this is important to see because a lot of people experience this. They'll go to a church and they'll meet with a pastor because they're struggling, and we all do struggle with sin. Paul tells us that this is going to happen. I mean, he says in Romans 7, who's going to deliver him from this body of death? I mean, he even he struggled with his flesh nature. And a lot of commentaries want to discuss, and uh, the jury is still out, so to speak, that, well, was that Paul talking before he was saved? And was that Paul talking after he was saved? I think that's Paul talking about present tense. After he had his faith placed in Christ, he still dealt with his sin nature. And I think the reason why that is so is because of what is said in Galatians chapter 5, where he says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, that the spirit and the flesh are contrary one to the other, that the things that you would do, you cannot do. I mean, that sounds exactly like what he said in Romans 7. However, you'll go to church and you'll be struggling with sin. You're a saved person. You, you, you know what you have believed, but you don't have any clear teaching. And then you go to some pastor who you know, forgive me for being crass, has no idea what the Bible really says about the Christian life, but he has these platitudes and these pre-recorded lines and these statement of faiths that just say one thing and he just blindly follows it. And you'll sit down in his office and he'll tell you, well, if you're really saved, you won't have these temptations. You know, the Bible doesn't say that. Salvation is a matter of a one-time event. It is done by God in response to a person's faith in Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do 
with the good works you do afterwards. That is everything to do with discipleship, with the question of are you going to be obedient or disobedient, and what will your rewards look like? How effective will you be after you are now a child of God? But the devil is so crafty. He makes people question if they're really saved to begin with. How crazy would it be if every day I woke up trying to prove that I was born? I'm already born. I don't have to go back to St. Joseph's Hospital. I don't have to see a birth certificate from 1990 to make sure that I was really born. I know that I'm born because I'm here. And so a person can know that they have been saved because of what they have believed. The Bible says they're justified. Romans chapter 3 and verse 21. Let's take a look. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. Now this is huge. Remember, for the first time now, the gospel is rolling out not just to the Jewish people. We're introducing the entire world is now able to get saved. And very clearly, Romans 3.22 says that the righteousness of God is received by faith of Jesus Christ upon all them that believe. Keep going. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 24 says something very important being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be the a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. This is kind of taking a sidetrack to a statement that Paul already said in verse 24, where he says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And he elaborates on that, whom God hath set forth, who is that talking about? Talking about Jesus Christ. He was always going to be the placeholder, the substitutionary payment for the sinner's sin through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness. How is it received by the lost person? Faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Now he says in verse 26, to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. The justification happens immediately when a person, by faith, puts their trust in Jesus Christ, shed blood for the payment of their sins. So why then do pastors mill about in people's lives and essentially put a magnifying glass in their hand to inspect themselves to see, well, if you're really saved, you won't do those things. It's not if you're really saved. The question is if you're really obedient, if you really love the Lord, if you're really a disciple, not a child of God, but are you a disciple, a follower? That word disciple is built off the word discipline. I get passionate about stuff like this because when I have, I actually spoke to the person whose question we're answering today. I spoke to him on the phone for about an hour and the pain that he feels is palpable. It fills the room. And I am just so disappointed in the fact that there are so many pastors that have bigger followings than this ministry here that have a greater influence to win people to Christ. Uh, it is so sad to see them abuse that platform and put people in a trap, put them in bondage to themselves. What man can ever meet the standard of perfection for heaven? 
We say it's by faith alone in Christ alone, but then we tack on works at the end. That's not a saving message. That's a message of bondage. Look in verse 27. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. You know what happens when you are looking to yourself to satisfy the requirements for eternal life through your works? That's called boasting, my friends. The Bible says it is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the faith, excuse me, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law, period. By the way, if this is your first time here on Bible Line, we want to welcome you. If you've been here before, welcome back. Don't forget to hit the like button, comment, share. Make sure that you do those things because that is how we're going to reach more people. And if you have not yet subscribed, hit the red subscribe button and the notification bell. When you hit the bell, you're going to see all some are muted. Make sure that you click all. So every time that we post a video, which we're doing twice a week right now, every time that we go live, which is pretty cool, we're going live about three times a week. We're live streaming the Calvary Community Church uh, live streams. And anytime that we post a uh, message in the community tab, you can get all that information. And that'll be super helpful because you stay up to date and you can also share these videos and these community tab posts and these live streams. That's why we're doing all this for you and for the opportunity to reach more people. But maybe you have a question and maybe you've had it for a while, but you haven't been able to write it down yet and send it to us. But go ahead and do that now. Questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. That's our email, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. We'll get you a written response and hopefully we'll be able to make a video answering your question just like today's. Let's get back to our answer. Another thing I want you to see here is uh, the phrase justified and then the believer's positional standing right now in Christ. Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand right now. That's a present tense thing. And rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, I'm not saying the Christian life is not going to be emotionless or that it's uh, going to be very, very easy. It's going to be difficult because you have a sin nature that you battle every day. But the ultimate victory is all that sin that you struggle with now, it's been paid. There's no one who advocates on the free grace side that you can just live a life of sin without consequences. There will be consequences. However, those consequences do not inform whether you're saved or not. They'll never be a consequence of hell, but you can't just live as you please and get away with it. And so the person that wrote this, the reason why you're feeling pain and disappointment is partially because you've been given wrong information by these pastors who are trying to make you work out your own salvation and they misapply Philippians 2 where it says that. But also it's because you are living in sin and you have the Holy Spirit within you and you're grieving that Holy Spirit as Ephesians 4 tells us. So how do you get right with God? 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That happens immediately. The side effects are I don't feel like it did. Okay, well, we need to have our feelings informed by facts. The Bible says we're forgiven. We're made whole again. Are there scars that we can put upon our bodies that take a long time to heal? Absolutely. And I don't like telling people that, but I'm not going to lie to people either. There are going to be marks that we put upon our bodies, 
our bodies, so to speak, our lives, what I mean by that. And it could be difficult. However, you don't look to how many scars you have or if you're struggling with a particular sin and you just can't get over it, well, that must, be, that must mean I'm not really saved. That comes back to what saved you in the first place, your good works or the blood of Christ. The Bible says we're justified by faith in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So let God be true and every man a liar. I hope this has helped you. If you have a question, send it in to us, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org. Until next time, keep looking up. Jesus Christ is coming soon. If you enjoyed today's episode of Bible Line, make sure to subscribe to the channel and share this video with a friend. Do you have a Bible question? Send us an email, questions at BibleLineMinistries.org, and we'll do our best to get you an answer. Or you can leave your question in the comments of this video. Be sure to check the links in the description for more clear Bible teaching. Bible Line is a ministry of Calvary Community Church located in Tampa, Florida.